Coming to you from Scenic the Basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn, I am Funny Julius, and this is And Friends with Janaya Jefferson. Woo! <laughs> Every other week, Janaya and a new Gina. guest. J- huh? How are you going to be on my be my guest host what? and it's, say my name wrong? Is, J- is Jana? Yeah, we're uh, going to start this all over again. Well, I thought it was, you told me Janaya. Jana. Jana. Jaina, you told no. me Jaina. I've always thought it was Jaina. Jaina. It's Jaina. Like Dana with a J. Like Dana with a J. You know what? I'm going to, that. I can't wait till we get into the show. Okay, more. we're going to start this over. Wow. <laughs> I am embarrassed already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready, man? Here we go again. In five, four, three. Coming to you from Scenic the Basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn, I'm Funny Julius, and this is And Friends with Shayna Jefferson. Wow. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Every other week, Jaina and a new guest host each time are going to discuss the latest news in pop culture, the industry, life, and much more. Today's guest is none other than... Then the extremely most dedicated, most humblest, most adorablest woman in the world. That's me, Jaina Jefferson. <gasps> so how are you, Miss Jaina? I'm Jefferson? good. You know, I was on vacation. It was my birthday yesterday. Congratulations! How old are you now? Twenty-five. Wow! Yay! Thank you. I remember when I was twenty-five. Yeah, I just, I had to do it big, so I went to... Excuse um, me, I am 26. Relax. That was <laughs> So the, we did... Yeah. Um, there are young interns in here. Oh, so. young interns born in 2000 and 2000 2001. 2000 and 2001. Ooh, That's crazy. Remember 2000s? I always keep thinking that the 2000s were like five years ago, and they were not. Actually, I keep like thinking it was like 10 years ago. And it kind of really you know is I I, getting, I always think that the, the 70s were the thir- like 30 years ago 70s and they weren't no, 70s no, no, no. were not 30 I know, years ago because when you were in 2000 yeah, that's usually I what just it was, feel like right? we're stuck in 2000 like I feel me like, mentally yeah, yeah. so how how but was it, your it was birthday? good um I went um on a mini vacation to Miami hmm. with my friends you went to Miami I did. That sounds a little nasty. It was a lot of fun. You know when it was uh, so much. All right, when so women much, go to Miami. Oh, listen! It was so much fun. You know, um, we saw the sights. We went dancing. We got drinks. It was mm. a, it was a blast. How were the men down there? Oh, you know what's hysterical? Okay, we had this whole thing. We're like, oh, we're the Poppy Patrol because I like I like me a Spanish Poppy man, a Spanish Patrol. guy. So I'm like, oh, we're on the we're the poppy patrol. We gotta find some poppies. Poppy there's patrol. hella Cubans. There's hella Dominicans down here. So there were no poppies. We didn't see any poppies. All the poppies that we saw poppies. were um were not interested in us. Ah, oh, because you know of your skin I tone? Mean? No, because they were homosexual. <laughs> and they clearly <laughs> <laughs> like it's, we went to this um this place called the Palace, and it was like obviously we were gonna see lots of gay men there. It was a drag bar. Okay. So we went to the palace and all these men, they were so chiseled and so handsome. And I'm like, look at all this trade. And then my friend was just wow, like. Wow, you hilarious. My friend way. was like, look at all this trade. funny how we were out here trying to find poppies the entire week and they're all at the palace. I'm like, 
Ain't that a blip? Do, do you really want to trade? Ain't that a blip? Do you really want to no, trade? No, but I was just saying, like, wow, like they're so incredibly handsome, these oh, okay. guys, and I'm just like, it's just a shame that, you know, they're they'll never have an interest in me. But it's fine. Love who you love. I I'll just admire love your you good love. faces like from that. afar. Like that. That's basically what that is. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go with the script. So anyway, so anyway, each episode, I want to give my mood of the day with a different Beyonce song, and of course, I'd like you to participate. Of too, course, before also. jumping into the show officially. Okay, also. so do you know how this works? Yeah, I, I think I have an idea. Okay, of how all the right. Mood of the so day works. I'm going to give you an example. This is mine. Now. Okay. So my Beyonce mood of the day. Is ape shit. Ow! Look at that. So why why is that your your Beyonce movie? Ah, because I'm actually like excited right now. (laughs) Like, okay. And like, I was just stunting um, this weekend. Actually, it's like not even just for today, but just for like damn near the whole month. Like, I mean, uh, it's only been seven days. That it feels like a long ass time. I'm not gonna lie to you, but yo, I was I've been. Doing my shit, man. That's good. I mean, shorty. So I, I think of you like a little sister. So oh. sorry, like if you hear a like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. that might slip out. Yeah, so you bro. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's like when um sometimes like when girls call their their fr- like their guy friends girl. like girl or bitch or yeah. like any of that. And I get that like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like sorry. So my Beyonce one is ape shit. Yours is mine is I think standing on the sun because I'm still in that vacation mood mm. and that vacation mode. So it just brings me back to the islands, mm. sitting on the beach and not caring about anything. So I'm still in that like that mindset. I'm still very tired. Mm. Um, I did not get enough sleep on this trip. I think I slept. I wake up really early, so I feel like I slept maybe like 10 hours, if that, oh, in three days. I want that. I really want that. 10 hours in three days? Yes. Hmm. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that's being very generous. I feel like I did not sleep 10 hours. Because I get like maybe like three or four hours a day. I feel like, well, the first night we came back at like three and then I woke up at seven. I don't know why. I think it's like my internal clock. Then the second okay. night, second night I got a good amount of sleep, went to bed at like one. And then woke up at like six. So that's like, what, four and that's nine. And then the third night, forget it. We we cleaned the Airbnb and left as I soon mean, as we got back from the club. I mean, I mean, <laughs> so nine vacation. hours. Okay. Nine hours. That's fine. You, that's got, you gotta enjoy yourself. So. And I had a, I had a great time. It was that's so good. much fun. That's good. So, listeners, please do remember Jaina's created a Spotify playlist for the Beyonce mood of the day. So you better search Beyonce mood of the day on your Spotify gizmo and follow it. Please follow it. It's so important that you follow it. Each song mentioned by herself and friends to start off the show have been and have been in will be added to this playlist after each episode. Right. So you can stay up to date on your Beyonce discography or what us Hive members say the Bible. Yeah, oh, uh, preach it. Okay. Speak it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and if, like I said, listeners, a long time ago, I went to the On the Run tour. Uh, oh, my goodness. I did. Well, that's how, you know what? That, that's a hot topic. It is. <laughs> it? Oh, wow. Wow. How did I know? I didn't. Well, that I goes totally into the hot topic. It. That's perfect. Yeah. Wow. So, how was, I had tickets. No, somebody was going to give me tickets for free. <gasps> but I had to miss out because oh, no. I was doing so much stuff. That day, and I didn't even know how I'd you know get out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm extremely jealous of, of, of 
everybody. That now, here's the thing. Talk to me. Okay, so, like, this is my third time seeing Beyonce. And you know when Beyonce, okay. like, performs? She really puts on, like, a show. Like a yes, big, of course. A One big, of the greatest entertainers dramatic, in the world. Like, it's over the top all the time. So then, since she has to, she has to like, share the stage with Jay-Z, obviously. Okay. It's not, you're not going to get Beachella. No, you're not. And that's, I was disappointed because I'm, like, I, that's like my cat, like my benchmark now for Beyonce uh, excellence. Okay. So anything below that, I'm just like, okay, I oh, it. I feel I like it. slighted. Nah, um, listen. But d- nonetheless, she was great. Okay. Um, I do want them to go back to the lab and work on some new dances because I'm getting a little bit tired of seeing some of them. Okay, dang. As a, I'm an honest Beyonce fan, like as I've, I've said it time and time again, but um. I really, I think that she can go, they can go back and work on a couple more dances. Um, I also did not want to hear the same um, transition of songs that I heard from the first On The Run tour. Like they did, yeah, they did um, click right into Diva. And I'm like, you did that in the first tour. Same cadence, same everything, same tone. Like I was like pissed. I was really upset about that. I was like, what? what? No. And if you were going to do the same thing, why did you put the first on the run tour on television and have me watch it 5,000 times <laughs> so I knew the order? <laughs> so I was a little mad about that. Dang, I'm like, they crazy. did the same thing. And then she did a lot of the same dances from Beachella. So I was like, oh, I mean, okay, I we, of course, already. we were getting, I know, I, I knew we were getting to the that. money. Oh, the, yeah. what, the, what, I, I'll watch that a trillion times. Everybody now. has. It's like so one of, I think it's the top 10 live biggest live moments of all time. Of, Ever in history, all time, so all time. I mean, I, it was that was an amazing day. Everything to me. Did you read her Vogue interview? I did. How? Did, uh, what was your favorite part? When she said that she had a fupa because uh, every, every, um, no, because it's true. That. Because like I was actually just talking to my friend. I my friend didn't know what like fupa stood for, so uh, I told I told her, and I'm like, everyone's got a fupa, yeah. and like just kind of. It's always going to be there. It's kind of hard to get rid of a fupa. It is a little bit. You have to do a lot of a lot of, um, you know what? E- getting rid of a fupa, I think you need to like cut out certain foods, and I'm not willing to do that. So, <laughs> like, I like bread way too much, so I'm not okay. going to stop eating bread. Okay. So the fupa is just going to be a part of me until it just goes away. Okay. Okay. Um, um I really like that. I like when she said something about. Um, she said something about growth and how, like, when she was in her 20s, she was, like, she thought that she was, like, the person that she was supposed to be. And then now that she's 30, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, no. I look back and I'm like, no, that was not the girl. <laughs> that was not the girl. And I'm like, oh, that's, like, that's really nice. reassuring. That's real nice. That's yeah. real cool. Um, uh, did you read the part about uh, black art? Black art. Oh, how, like, we have to keep making lanes for all these other artists so they have a chance because, like... It's yes. not fair to everybody yes. else. I, you know, that's that should definitely be our favorite parts because, whew. Being a creative is very tough and trying to create a lane yes. from yourself when, like, sometimes I feel like as a black woman, Talk about um, it. people aren't, like, paying attention because I'm a black woman. So they're like, oh, you're doing, mm. like, really good stuff, but because you talk about black shit or because you are black, I'm not going to pay attention to you because I won't relate. <laughs> Wait, what? Have you ever felt that before? Like, if you make content and you're just like, I don't know if um, people of other, like, races or demographics are going to pay attention to me because of who I am. You know what? Uh, uh, No, honestly, no. I have never felt that because I 
apparently make um content for that's good for everybody sometimes i feel like um i try to touch on certain topics within my own community and then people are just like oh i don't want to pay attention to that but then there are the other like other people who are like oh no like definitely i needed to read it because i needed to see it from like a black perspective to understand it more, yes which is something i enjoy but i also want to start making i want to focus on expanding my reach towards other people and other races because like i am such a i'm like i have like all sorts of friends and all sorts of family so i want to make sure that like i'm exposing myself not sexually you're hilarious we know (laughs) this is very pg but exposing myself in a way that like i'm reaching as many people as possible with what i'm trying to do with my writing with my content with stuff like that okay so second topic oh I, I, but i do have to add to the i'm going back to the concert for Go a ahead. second i think that in this instance because i was so disappointed that i didn't get like a beachella level from beyonce although i really liked when she did formation and i really liked when she did um don't hurt yourself and sorry okay. however i think jay-z killed it and I, at first, I was really not trying to see Jay Z. Not because like, oh, I'm like, oh, he cheated. Oh, matter. Okay. No, that doesn't bother me. It's okay. just like I was just not interested. He's not when, as a as a dancer, I'm just like I need a a, a performance. Yeah, he's and I don't not. Want, that's he's why not I, a performer. he's not a performer. He's just well, like he, he can like he's so calm, yeah. but also braggadocious. Yeah. So I'm just like, wow, this is like really cool to see because he's just like standing there, and the whole crowd is like, well, more like half because. Not the whole crowd was not there for him. Like mm-hmm. it was clear from the jump that he was like in the minority. But when he did ninety nine problems, I lost my I lost my <laughs> mind. I was like, wow, I forgot I knew all of these words. Uh, and then when he did Paris, I was like, yes, he did it like twice. Okay. Okay. And I was so happy. So like I think that he's able to command a stage just from standing there, which is like a power within itself. Um, I wasn't expecting to feel that sort of power from Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And I think this time around, he did a very good job. Um, but the next time Beyonce yeah, he's, goes he's, on tour by herself, I'm going. I'm not he, going to another Jay-Z Beyonce concert. Yeah. Like, I won't be doing that. Yeah, uh, Hope just, it's like, mo- well, yeah, most rappers aren't really that good live. So Mm-mm. I definitely, from a, a choreographer's point of view, mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Yeah, I was really, I was not expecting to enjoy him as much as I actually did. Mm-hmm. But the the show did leave me wanting much more from Beyonce. So the next time she goes on a solo tour, mm-hmm. I will be there. No more joint concerts. That's like, <laughs> that's what that's what it is. I'm like, I enjoyed it, but I want her by herself. Because then I'll be getting my whole life entirely. I wonder, wow, I wonder what like the next solo Beyonce album Oh, uh, I mean, I think she's working on something now. They said there's like a Netflix special coming or okay. something in the that's like a rumor she's been filming random videos all over europe like when she was there for the tour so we shall see what happens yeah, yeah. um i expect a solo album to drop by the end of the year uh, how long has it been since, since lemonade? lemonade 2016 2016 it was, Feb- it was april 23rd two- 2016 so i still have it on my dvr i see i know the trend <laughs> is it was um it was her by her it was like just her Oh no! It was like, what was that? Like feminine, fem, from a feminism point of view mm-hmm. album. Now I feel like and it's gonna you, be like body positivity. Yeah. And then you had the uh, you had the album, um, the the Blue Ivy album. Oh yeah, that's and then the you had the yeah, and then you had the uh, Lemonade like, is yeah. cheating album. 
This one is like, like a what's love. going on? I think this one's gonna be just like a love yourself kind of thing because she's out here talking about her fupa. So I really think that it's gonna be like body positivity. Like I love my curves. I'm yum, not yummy all in this time. That's Sierra's thing, but I think that's what we're gonna get from her. Okay. I expect it to be like that because she in the in the article she was talking about how she was like over two hundred pounds and she learned to like embrace her thickness when she had the babies. I think that's what we're gonna get. From uh, her. Listen, they. You gain weight when you're pregnant. Oh, it's yeah. Really normal. Especially with twins. And we saw yeah. how big she was. Yeah. Her nose was stretched from here to China. Okay, you're mean. No, she was so big. like, And I think she oh, had gosh. preeclampsia. So that's like extra big. Poor thing. Yeah, should be okay. Pregnancy is scary, man. I, oh, my God. Just having, just hearing those words, I'm pregnant. Pregnancy. Is <laughs> really. I remember one of my dance teacher friends when I was a dance teacher, when she was pregnant with her baby, she can't have any more babies. Mm. They said it was like a miracle that she even had this one. But she wow. had like gestational diabetes. And I was like, wow. oh my God. Like you just have diabetes when you're pregnant and then it goes away. Like it's wild. Pregnancy is wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my I'm God. so happy I have a penis. <laughs> Be glad because being a woman is so tough sometimes. I know it is. Know. Oh my God. Proclampsia. Oh, sometimes the baby does. Oh my God. We're not talking about this because I'm going to like. I'm so, up. second hot topic. <laughs> okay, second topic of All the right. day. Did you know that Ruby Rose will be playing I a lesbian? Lesbian <laughs> superhero. <laughs> Batwoman on I the saw CW. that. I saw that today. How did you how do you feel about this? Um I didn't know there was a Batwoman. It is, it is. It's always like a, a different a parallel universe. Because I remember there was like a catwoman stuff. and I remember there was a bat girl, but I don't know who Batwoman is. Does yeah, she have like her she, own little powers? Uh no, she's I mean Batman doesn't have powers either. Exactly. He's just rich. Um yeah, she's she has redhead. She's a redhead. She's Ruby same Rose thing. is a redhead? Oh, that's gonna be beautiful. She's so beautiful. She is beautiful. Now, how do you feel about her acting? I've only seen her. I watched one episode of Orange is the New Black with her with my sister. Okay. She got her wisdom teeth pulled and she was like under the influence of that medication. She's like, can you watch Orange is the New Black? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> Anything for you. So I watched that. And she was, I mean, I don't know. She seems very angsty. And then she was in She's Pitch Perfect angsty. 3. I don't know why I saw that movie. Pitch Perfect 3. She, she was? was? In, she I was in Pitch Perfect one. 3. I didn't see number 3. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Don't waste your time. But oh, she was in that. Damn, and she was, like, girl. super angsty. Um, so I only see her as, like, an angsty woman. Okay. Um, I'm okay. sure she'll do a, a, a fine job. And she's going to get, it's going to get renewed before it even starts because she has a huge following because she's beautiful. She is. Um. I don't know much about her talent, but I would assu- <laughs> <laughs> I assume she's going to do fine in it. Okay. Um. Yeah, she's just a pretty girl, and that's that's all I really know about Ruby Rose. Okay. When you, she's like fluid, right? Uh, no, I think she might be a lesbian, I but she no, I think yeah, she might be fluid, but I know for sure she likes vagina. Oh, <laughs> she has like very like her features are very like she's um like a pretty butch woman like she like um, rocks that beautiful like that shortish boyish haircut but then you know she like looks stunning in a dress and is really pretty with all that makeup on do you know what happened to ray j no ray j's hat was appearing to move oh i times. saw that i saw that on twitter yeah what was it like editing or something yeah it was editing the video editor and the producer did a horrible job and huh? yeah. what was that what was it love and hip-hop yeah it was love and hip-hop oh, i boys. don't watch that because i'm yeah, smart oh my gosh i watched the one with miami 
um, the Miami one with Amara. No okay. Oh, how fine ass. Ooh, Ooh. She's so beautiful. She's another uh, one. A pretty, would, pretty girl. I would do things. She's so pretty. I would do and things. now, oh my gosh, but the one thing, she's starting to wear like Hurtley's wigs and like hiding that afro. And I'm like, I want. I want you to have your afro at all times. Like, I don't want you to wear your long hair, and I don't want to see you in braids. I want to see you with the afro at all times. I think she's it's so fine. Pretty. She's, she's so beautiful, she's and she's pretty she's talented. Fine. I like her. She does. She's like extremely very, talented. Like, oh my goodness! Very Spanish. Yo, Bob. I want to see her. I want to see her try acting. I think she would be a great actor, especially if she's got that cute little voice, and she's very like timid. Oh, I think she's gonna be great. I think she's an. That's a good one. How do we get on tomorrow? We were talking about Ruby Rose. No, we went from Ruby Rose because we went from Ruby Rose, Rose to Ray J's hat uh, to, to Ray J's hat to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Love and Hip Hop to Amara. But yeah, but she's no, a Amara's pretty girl. like fire. She's she's so oh pretty. Oh my gosh! But yes, so now we are going to get to the deep, deep, deep uh, interview part. Okay, I'm ready. Like, these are some... I, I, these are deep questions? Am I going to cry? I hope not. Okay. Oh, I, my God. If I'm you not cry, I'm going to feel I'm not terrible. If you cry, I'm just going to, like, leave. <laughs> no, I'm going to be okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever you throw my way. All right. So, first right. question. Where are you from? I am from a small town in central New Jersey. I don't want to give out the name because I still pay my taxes there. Hmm. But, um... It is, um, it's like 20,000 people. It's a primarily white town. I've, mm. I've mentioned that a couple times on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing really to do. I call it a one horse town because it's like, one like horse town. what else do we do there besides like ride the one horse from one part okay. of the town to another? Okay. Um, there's like 16 pizza places. I actually had a conversation not too long ago about which is the best pizza place in of, my that's town. That's a lot of pizza places. And right. I think that it is, ooh, Palumbo's. I think Palumbo's is one of the best for sure. Okay. Um, and then we have this delicious bagel place. I'm not going to shout out the name because then it will give up give away where I live but um, I was there not too long ago I got myself a um, an egg everything bagel with bacon egg and cheese because you love fried food I sure do (laughs) I really do and it's really I shouldn't love fried food as much as I do because I do have um, on both sides of my family big boned women Mm. and I need to and both um, parts of my family have really bad diabetes Mm. so i should probably like i try to be better like yesterday i got like a vegan something or other um but for the most part you give me like a fried food i'm not going to turn it down okay so i have to be better i want to make sure that my blood pressure is good i want to make sure that my my sugar is all regulated but yeah i'm from a small town in new jersey um, people have been pointing out my accent a lot recently. You have no I accent. don't think I have one. You don't so have I'm an like, accent. what are you talking you have about? None. You have none. <laughs> Zero accent. Thank you. So, who named you? Jaina. Who named me? It was my dad. My dad's goddaughter. Her initials are J N A. Okay. So he's like basically her, her second, her basically like. Her second father. I don't think her father was really present in her life. J and A. Yep, J and A. So my um my dad. It was my dad's best friend's okay. daughter. And um, he's like, you know, the dad. I don't think he was in the picture very often. Mm. So and they were. He, she was really young when she had her. I think she was in college. Okay. So my dad was like, I'll help you. We're best friends. Like that. What, oh, what are friends for? That's sweet. So basically, like, help the girl grow up and. 
Um, we still keep in touch to this day. She actually lives in India. She's a school teacher. Wow. Yeah, I think she's coming to visit this weekend, but I won't be available to, to see oh, her. I haven't no. seen her literally since I was, ooh, I want to say 11. I feel like it's been a very long time. No FaceTime? No, I haven't seen her in a long time. Okay. But we text every so often. Okay. Um, but yeah, her initials were J-N-A. So my dad's like, that's a good homage. J-N-A. Jaina. J apostrophe N-A. Gives you a little flair. Jaina, Jaina, And he Jaina. wanted it to be like, um, some like when you look at it and you're like, oh, this could be like any type of girl. Like it's not just like, oh, that's a black girl or oh, that's a, a French girl or something. So it's just like, it leaves a lot of questions. But smart. then you meet me and they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a Jaina. That's a Jaina. And then my middle name is Monique. My mom wanted my middle name to be Shazme. Jaina? Oh, no. Uh, Right? (laughs) I'm so thankful. My dad's like, no, don't. Because I think she said there was a a really pretty girl like in her college, and her name was Shazme. And she's like, I thought that was such a beautiful name. She was a beautiful girl. And my dad's like, you thought. So (laughs) I don't know where Monique came from. I think it's just because it has like a really good flair to it. So yeah, Jaina Monique. Okay, so... Before your parents' divorce. Okay. How was your childhood? Oh, it was lit. I watched a lot of TV. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I had a lot. I did a lot of fun things. I okay. went outside and I played. Um, I had a good amount of friends because my parents just knew a lot of people. So I had friends from all That's over. That's nice. Yeah. Like That's my nice. mom had a lot of friends from work. My dad had a lot of friends from work. Um, a lot of friends from a, like different like friend groups and associations okay. so i was always hanging out and because they we lived in such a, a small white town um i just knew a lot of different people so like True. through my my family friends i knew like a, like a lot of white people a lot of black people a lot of spanish people i i was just thinking about this the other day i don't think i know any asian friends i have a couple but none none too close but okay. i know so many people of so many races and i think that that's been really helpful for me with my development because I just know how to talk to people and I'm not just like, oh, I don't talk to like this type of person because yeah, I, I don't talk them. to the blacks. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the whites. No, no, <laughs> I like I, I honestly talk to everybody. And growing up, like, I think at first I was a little like hesitant when it came to like my blackness. Now we're getting into the deep stuff. Whoa, you was <laughs> you were hesitant in your blackness. Yes. Did you? So you felt like you weren't black enough. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whoa. Um, growing up in an all white town, I grew up listening to all kinds of music and watching all kinds of movies and hanging out with all kinds of friends. So then sometimes when I would be in like groups where there were like all kinds of black people, I would be like, "Do I fit in?" <sighs> And that's a really tough feeling because you're just like, I know like what I look like and I know who I am, but I don't know if like they'll like me because of the things I like and I don't like the stuff that they like. Like I knew enough about like stereotypically black things Mm -hmm. because I feel like what we need to know, not only back then and not only today, blackness is not monolithic. There's no one such thing Mm -hmm. as black. Like there's so many different avenues of being black and I wish I had known that when I was younger because I was always like so, I'm like, I don't know how I feel. I always felt like I was, there's a song, um, I think Childish Gambino sings it. He's like, too black for the white kids and too white for the black. That's his office first album, and Camp. I, yep, and I literally always felt mm-hmm. like that I, as a kid. Yeah, I felt like that once. Like, um, I remember one time, I think I was in like seventh grade. I think seventh grade was when I was like, 
hip hop. This is cool. What changed from six to seven? I think just being able to open up and I was like, I was in middle school now mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I can listen to all this kind of music. Like my brother was older than me. I have a half brother mm-hmm. and he, um, he listened to a bunch of like stereotypically black music. Like I grew up listening. Rap music. Through him, I listened to Jay-Z. I okay. heard a lot of Nas. I heard okay. a lot of DMX. Okay. So when I got to high school, middle school, I was like, ooh, I can listen to this kind of stuff now because mm. like I'm in middle school. So I listened to a lot of Missy. I listened to a lot of Ciara. But I also listened to a lot of Daddy Yankee. <laughs> I so wanted weird. To, I so don't weird. know, man. That's terrible, but, um, That's terrible. Yeah, that, that was... That was a weird phase for so me. So Gasolina was your favorite song at one point? Oh, yeah. And Rump It. Woo! You couldn't so tell me sad. nothing. So sad. But no, Missy Elliott really helped me through my middle school years. Um, but yeah, I felt I always kind of felt out of place. And I think that me being able to listen to hip-hop and R&B and having like just that kind of stuff for myself made me get a little bit more in touch with the quote-unquote black side of me. Okay. I remember in, I think it was sixth or seventh grade, someone was like, yeah, but you're like not that black, though. Like that kind of thing. How did you feel after that? It hurts because it's just like, what do you mean I'm not that black? Like, so you ha- you hang out with, like, what if I was a different type of black person? You wouldn't want to hang out with me. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like, quote unquote, like a stereotypical black person. You wouldn't want to chill with me. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of thing kind of, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, but I, I don't overcompensate because I'm like, this is who I am. This is who I was always supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be anybody other than the person I am today. So like... I marry all, I just like everything. I like all the, I have so many different interests. So I'm okay. just like, this is, this is who I am and I'm not going to change. So did you experience any racism growing in your childhood? Oh yeah, I did. Because you did say it was an all white town. So, yeah. Um, well, somewhat of an all white town. There's so. two incidents that I remember very strongly. I remember in middle school, I think this was a, like a it might have been a misunderstanding. But we were in gym class, and we were outside. I think we were playing soccer. And there was a kid, um, and he said the N-word with the hard R. And Ooh. I don't know if he said it towards me or if he said it towards that other black kid in my class. But either way, why are you referring to someone someone with the hard R? Yeah. So he got suspended because I was just like, dude, what? So I went and I told the... What grade, what grade was this? That was eighth grade, I think. Because I was just like, you can't... So that was before. That was oh, you know what he said? Something he's like, "Oh, we're playing against the N word team." I remember that now. It just like flooded back. Oh, and I was just like, "What on earth?" He would have died if he wasn't. If he grew up in mm -hmm. Brooklyn, he would have died. He had to have like a sit down with me and like the principal and like the. This is this is your first time hearing a white person say the N word. In my presence, yes. Like towards either me or someone like who looked like me in the vicinity. That's deep. That was eighth grade. Then I remember we went on vacation. I was a senior in high school. I had just graduated. Mm-hmm. We went on vacation. Um, and you know how when you, gra- like, I don't know, this is maybe just like a high school thing, but when you graduate high school and you have the car paint mm-hmm. and you paint like, oh, like class of yada yada, like all over your car. I guess I had not closed my either my windows or locked one of my doors, but someone went into my car took the green marker, the green uh, window clang, mm-hmm. and wrote Coon on my window. Oh, shit. You got LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So we came back. It was right before oh, vacation. So we, um, we, I think me and my family, me and my mom and my sister went out for ice cream. We came back and that was there. And I'm just like, are you kidding? 
So we called the cops and we were just about to go on vacation. So my mom was like, make sure, like patrol this area because we don't want this to happen again. And those are like the only two things that like really stuck out for me as a growing up, Mm -hmm. maturing. Those are like the worst incidents of that. Dang, girl. And then of course, like when you like someone and they don't like you back because you're black. Wait, time out. You've never experienced that? Oh, I don't know. Because, you know, I'm an equal opportunity employer. I like black guys. I like white guys. I like Spanish you, you guys. You like it all as long I as, like they, as, long as you, they like you. Well, it don't matter. Yeah, but like there would be like, say you had like a crush on like a white girl. Okay. You never had that experience where you liked a white girl or someone? I'm from someone? Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm from okay. old, old Brooklyn too. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So put, yourselves in my, put yourself in my shoes. Central Jersey, predominantly white town. There's not many people to choose from. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Of course, you're gonna get some so, uh, some yeah, raw so chicken. Yeah, so you're just like, oh. <laughs> so you um you like a guy, and he doesn't look like you, and he doesn't like you because you don't look like him, and that's just real shitty. I remember my so brother, like my brother had a girlfriend who was white, and the dad told them to break up because my brother was black. That's a racist ass town. What town in New Jersey? is this monmouth county mon it's that, in monmouth county i really don't want to say it i still buy my taxes to it okay, okay i don't right, want right, to blow right. my cover so like because this is like very very interesting. but it's very close it's in bet- it's a it's a, a middle class town they think they're really uh something special okay. i got my nails done not too long ago in my town and the women are just very uppity and i'm like okay. oh i hate being here <laughs> um but i'm trying to move um, I want to move to New York or I know. Jersey City. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, by, either by the end of the year or the beginning of next. Okay, okay. But um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a wild town and it's got wild people. So you've experienced like some brutal racism. And not brutal. I would say it's like. Not um, brutal like, oh, I'm going to hang you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like no, some, but it's like, just like, wow, like that's really effed up that you would some, say it's that. It's some harsh and racism. Some harsh yeah, racism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that kind of, it's just, it's rough. Um, I think I, one of my best friends was dating a kid in like elementary school, like sixth grade. That's like, your first boyfriend, first mm-hmm. kiss, whatever. Not to me, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. Oh, yes. I'm So being, with, let's get but into yeah, it right but, now. Well, so I'm like, like no, oh, go ahead, sorry, but sorry. But she, um, <laughs> uh, she dated this kid and I'm pretty sure he was a Latino and white. And my, the family did not want them to be together because wow. of. The color of her skin. So, like, That's stuff crazy. like that is just really rough. That's you know? crazy. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know we were going this deep. Like, whoosh, like <laughs> whoosh, this is supposed to be a retrospective birthday episode. And I'm out here, like, hello, being a therapist. <laughs> See? Like, repressed, <laughs> re- complete repressed memories. I'm wow. very, I'm a, like, when I get into my zone, I am a very, very deep uh, conversationalist. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I I I just love to know about a person. So yeah. This is so growing. So uh, growing up, you're. I'm going to assume you've dated many type of men in your childhood. Like before, I'm not talking about college yet. Before college, you've dated or like. You know, I got been, no play. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, I had like my first kiss when I was like 13, and then I did not have another kiss till college. Straight up. Wow. I did not date. I had no no boys come up to me and say like, "Oh, I want to date." None. Who did you go to prom with? I went to both proms alone. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Did that hurt you? I mean, I was an independent bitch from the start. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, I mean, a little bit, because it's like everyone's got a date, and then you're like, you're scrummaging to try to yeah. find somebody. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, no one, I have no one to go with. Like, one of my friends, I remember we were like, oh, how about, like, we had like a, a list. We're like, how about this person? I'm like, uh, how about that person? I'm like, uh. I've always been very picky when it comes to guys, too. Okay. So that's probably another issue. But no, no, I got no play. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. So, <laughs> so s- sex wasn't on your mind in high school. What? I'm not talking about this. Uh, why not? I mean, if, you can just you can keep it I mean, G-rated. When you grow up, your pituitary gland. <laughs> you get horny. Expands. Yeah, you get horny. I'm pretty sure you got. I mean, everybody gets horny when you're. Oh and my god. It's it's a time of you know growth. Yeah, it's a, a time and, of growth and exploring and and being adventurous. And yeah, just, yeah. Like your nose is open wide, you know? But yeah. I mean, of course I like thought about that kind of stuff, but I'm like, mm, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Okay. It's like it happens at different times for different people. So I'm so, like, when okay. it happens, it happens. It'll be the right person. Or so I thought. Mm. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I'm cooled off. I, I, we oh, I see. You're much more calm. <laughs> All right. Well, but, you know um, what? I'm, yeah. Got okay. no play. No play. So I'm going to like, you know, I know you're sweating. <laughs> when did you experience dance was a beautiful thing? Oh, wow. This is a great question. I was a competitive gymnast. I was a gymnast from the time I was five to the time I was just about to turn 13. And I competed from when I was, I had just turned nine to when I had just turned 12. And I hurt my wrist. Um, I had to be maybe 11. I hurt my wrist. I fractured the growth plate in Mm. my wrist. You know how hard that is to do? Like the growth plate, obviously I have small, I have small features. Yes. But the growth plate is like, so small. So it's it's I want to say it like above your wrist. Or... It's like hereish. So it's it like, like in the middle of your wrist. Yeah, and it was like the smallest little like split. Like you could hardly see it. I had okay. to go to two orthopedists because I they couldn't find it. And I'm like, no, right. I can't put pressure on it. Clearly, there's something wrong. Yeah, clearly, doctor. Um, so I was out for three months, and Whew. my sport, well, my gym, we had like ballet and jazz technique classes because. You don't want to fall um, and hurt yourself really bad in a skill and you don't want to like do a skill or do like floor dance or something like when you're doing the floor routines and like look like a mess. So we had ballet and we had jazz. So I took a jazz class. My teacher's name was Miss Chrissy Innocencio. Oh, I know. Um, Italian. Yeah, she was the coolest. And she just had such a passion for dance. And I took a jazz class with her. And I'll never forget the jazz <laughs> dance was too. You Drive Me Crazy from Britney Spears. Oh. That was wow. my first jazz. That was my first like dance I ever learned. Okay. And I was like, wow. And I just picked it up really fast. And after I hurt my like I just was good at dance. I just something that just came in like really naturally to me. Not ballet, because as a gymnast, you have like okay. broad shoulders and you just are always like tense. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. jazz for me was really easy. And then I found hip hop when I was eight. So it was jazz, then hip hop. Jazz, ballet, hip hop. Well, but you didn't like ballet. Yeah, so. I didn't like it, but like I had to do it. Okay. Um, so it's jazz, ballet, hip hop. Yes. How did you enjoy hip hop? Oh, hip hop was, it was amazing. What age? It was eight. I was eight years old. We so did a dance was, to Sean Paul's Get Busy. Oh, that's not even hip hop. Wow. They talked We were in wrong. eighth grade. So uh, sad. Eight, we were eight years old. So sad. It was so and sad. And like I that's said, so sad. predominantly white. Italian. 
That but we I'll, did I'll a dance to that, and I was like, this is so much fun. Um, so when I hit, flash forward to when I'm 11, mm-hmm. I hurt my wrist. All I could do really was beam, which I hated and was bad at, and um, dance. So every time I would be like in the gym when I wasn't hurt, I would be getting screamed at. I would get kicked out of the gym. My coaches were hella verbally and emotionally abusive. They don't tell you about that in gymnastics. I think everyone is. Like all the coaches are. Oh, they're terrible. They're literally terrible. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think Lori Hernandez apparently is like suing her coach or something Holy for shit. like emotional distress. And she got an Olympic medal. Isn't that wild? So your dream was to go to the Olympics? I think my dream was to get a scholarship. Okay. And I knew I was not going to do it because I hated it so much. Okay. <laughs> so the only time I felt calm in the gym was when we went up to dance for that hour and a half and did ballet and or jazz. I was like, wow, this is my element. I'm not stressed. No one's screaming at me. I'm good at it. And no one's yelling at me because I'm the best at this in this gym. So finally, after trying to quit the sport three times, mm-hmm. I was finally like, mom, I'm quitting the sport. I was like, just about to turn 13. I'm like, I'm quitting the sport because I am not a gymnast. I'm a dancer. I'm like, I'm better she lets at... You, she lets you quit? Finally, right. Honestly, finally. Why I had you... to beg my mom to quit. I tried to quit twice before. Girl, I pay all that money. That's what it is. She you going to dance. The second... The second... Freaking... The second time I tried to quit gymnastics, my mom threw a shoe at me in the... Um, <laughs> That's not bad. She threw a shoe at me. As a black mother, that's not bad. bad. She was so mad at me. And I was like, no, mom, I swear. Like, I hate this sport. Why can't you just hear me out? And she's like, no, it's a lot of money. So finally, one day, we tried, like, even tried to switch gyms. And I was Mm. still like, I still hate it here. Like, I just hate the sport. Nothing you let me, nothing I do is going to make me like doing gymnastics. I do, I miss it sometimes, but. um, Dance was just so much. I just felt so calm and I felt at ease and I didn't have to. Try to be something I wasn't because, like, I like I said, I was definitely like not a gymnast anymore. I'm like, this is just not for me. They burned me out. They emotionally destroyed me, and I was like, no, nah, it's not worth it. Do you still? Do you uh, actually like participate in choreography? Meaning, like, you know, you give choreography? Oh yes, I was a dance teacher for two years okay. while I was freelancing. Okay. Um, I was thinking about teaching a class not too long ago, earlier this summer, but. I just did not have the time. I okay. would like to take like teach more classes though. My sister and I made up a dance not too long ago just for fun. And that was that was nice. Okay, question. Yes. You said that you would uh you love dancing and you love being in front of the camera. Yeah. This is a two part question. Oh jeez. Now what uh, you can is I say this in the G rated uh version. <laughs> what would you be down to do in front of the camera? G-rated. Damn. G-rated. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> what would you be down to do in front of the camera, meaning like, you know, acting or like uh, giving out news or, or being a correspondent? And would you rather that over dance or would you rather dance over that? Oh, that's a good So one. you can answer the first part. Okay, the first part, um, I would love to be some sort of correspondent or... Um, I would like to moderate. I don't know if I want to be like in front of the camera camera anymore because mm. I used to, I remember when I was like 10, we were in New York. My mom used to work at um, the probation office on Pearl Street okay. and we, she had like a court case. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit in and watch the court case. So we walked past um, someone who was corresponding the news, just like hard news. And I just like stared at her and I'm like, I want to do that. 
I want to do that so bad. Like I always wanted to be like a, like a the people you who are like, oh, it's windy here, and <laughs> oh. I'm about to blow away. You are hilarious. I, I really like that kind of stuff. Like I, the so Al I would Walker? Always, yeah, I, <laughs> I loved the Today Show. I loved Katie Couric. I loved Meredith Vieira. I really liked Ander- Anderson Cooper. I used to watch like just old, like I used to watch like Pix11, um, ABC. Yo, I loved it. I yeah. used, I would watch, I would like yeah. watch the news. Like, what sort of fourth grader watches the news? I would, I would wake up every day at five uh, and just watch the news. Right? Yeah. I loved the news, and I was like, I want to do that one day. But okay. then I, so I'm like, oh, like journalism. Obviously, I studied it. I okay. have the ability to maybe do. one day do you that. Do. So maybe when I'm older, maybe like 30s or 40s, okay. I'll go back and do some hard news. Um, I do every so often still write about hard news and hard topics and stuff that people don't like to talk about, which oh, is you fun. Do. I do like to do that kind uh-huh. of stuff. So I'm glad I'm still exercising my actual journalism degree. But <laughs> um, in terms of in front of the camera stuff, I'm not really that sure anymore. I like to I like behind the scenes, but I also kind of like I would I think it would be cool to be like in the content as well, like that, kind of doing this, but like okay. say it was recorded. Like okay. videotape. Like that would be I'm cool. getting to that as well because you had said that you would want to be a comedy writer. Where are you getting this information? Uh, I, have, <laughs> <laughs> I have Google. And oh my God, how weird. I do this with all my friends. Oh don't, my God. Don't I was going to say, I'm like, oh, you know uh, Nardwar, how he like finds Nardwar, out. Yeah, he like gets all this information. I'm like, where do you find these out? Well, it's all like all my information is out on the internet. So, yeah. Oh, but to answer the second part of the question, I would prefer to be doing what I'm doing now instead of dancing because okay. the dance world is very cutthroat, tough, and it's not that I'm not built for it. It's just like people are so competitive, and I already did competitive sport, and I don't want to do it again. Okay. Yes. So you said you wanted to be a comedy writer. At one That's, point, yes. At one point. What TV show would you be, would you, or, or could you see yourself writing for? Saturday Night Live. That was the dream all That's That's for nice. like for years. I think I started religiously watching SNL when I was like fourteen. Favorite SNL skit? Go. <sighs> That's a toughie. Okay. Um, in all of the years that I've watched SNL, what is my favorite skit? Damn. Ooh, you know what? It's probably Buckwheat. Mm. Eddie Murphy's Buckwheat. Racist, but okay. Or Mr. Rock. Anything with Eddie Murphy, because Eddie Murphy's just like Eddie Murphy the was best thing. Really funny. So that's so that's your so favorite. Mr. Robinson's SNL. Neighborhood, um, Buckwheat. Out of the newer skits, I was always a really big fan of. Um, ooh, you know, I really liked the one with um, Chris Farley where he was in Chippendales. Oh, oh, and when he or we would do Everybody Matt Foley, motivational that. speaker. Chris Farley was cool, man. A talent lost too soon. Facts, though. He was um, extremely funny. By Roseanne, way. Roseanne, Adana, I was a big fan of. Okay. All those kind of skits. I like that. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. I, like that I always lot. wanted to write for SNL. So your um. Favorite... You know what the dream would be, though? I know it's never going to happen. What? But, like, it you could never happen. Kn- but it could. But I'm putting what? it out in the universe. Um, they've never had an actual journalist do Weekend Update. I love Weekend <laughs> Update. That's my favorite <laughs> so one of all I, time. I would be... The first, like, real journalist weekend update person. Okay. Because, one, I'm a journalist. Yeah. Two, I experience comedy writing. You do? Like, Lauren, come on. Like, how lit would that be? So, so you... <laughs> and I would be the first black female weekend update. You know, it can happen, actually. That's actually... Uh, you that's can, like... That's like, you know, you always have, like, random, weird, attainable goal, like, unattainable goals that you want? Mm-hmm. That's, like, mine. I want to be... But that's attainable, But it's, like, still though. attainable at the same time. Exactly. Like, it's just like, oh, God. You can actually do it. 
I have to, and I'm still trying to get tickets to SNL so I could be like, hey, Lauren, what's up? And then see what happens. <laughs> so you said you've written for a, a, a comedy special or a comedy show before? Um, In college, we had different, like, we had our own little um, SNL. So I wrote for all three of them when I was at school. Which is Ryder University. Right. Oh, my God. You're so weird. <laughs> yes. I went to Ryder University. So we did Live from Lawrenceville. Live from Lawrenceville. I like that. Night. That's fire. So I did, I think, like four skits in the first show, three in the second, I think like one in the third because it was my senior year. So I'm like, I don't have the time. I definitely did have the time. I was. <laughs> but that was like my first taste of comedy writing. Then I we had like a sketch comedy show. Um, at our TV studio, okay. so I wrote and anchored that. That ooh, that was kind of like the weekend update idea in my head because I did anchor that weekend update and wrote the jokes for it. Wow, um, I never, I would have never guessed that you would be into comedy writing. Oh, I love comedy. I love stand-up specials. And then I was an intern at CollegeHumor.com. Oh, I know. And I was the first <laughs> black woman is wow an and now they don't have interns at all oh. so my class was like <laughs> <laughs> i said mm, we're not yeah, going to more black like, people uh, <laughs> it was like my class apparently was really strong and then they had another class after us but they weren't as like awesome mm-hmm. and now they don't have interns at all like yeah mm, we're not if, giving if the it's not jana i don't want it mm. so yeah that was a kind of milestone in my comedy writing career. But in the middle of that, I was like, hey, I really miss journalism and I really miss being like doing writing and getting into the meaty stuff. So I, okay. in the middle, I went back to that. So I was really nervous because all the stuff that was on my resume was comedy writing stuff and I hadn't written, written in so long. Um, I had a blog for a little bit and then I stopped writing on that. It got some hits though. I know. And that was, what? What was it called? Do you know? Uh, shoot, let me, dang, I gotta go back <laughs> into my notes notes. <laughs> I go back into my notes. But I, there I would do like artist profiles and reviews and stuff like that. So giving myself a little taste of what it was like to actually be like a music journalist. Okay, um, wow, so that's went, like really amazing. It was called Jib Javel. Oh crap! I didn't. Yes, it was Jib Jabble. Had it? Oh my god! Yes. So creepy. Yes, it was <laughs> so it, it creepy. Was called Jib Jabble. Yes. Ah! Yeah, it was Jib Jabble. I think it was yes. like a sophomore in college. Um, I got a good amount of hits. I interviewed a lot of cool people, like local local musicians. Um, I did like write ups on like artists you should know. So like, okay. I did a. Oh my god! I did like Iggy Azalea. <laughs> I did a write like an oh, artist you should know write up on Iggy Azalea. God. I remember that distinctly because um, Ignorant Art had just come out, so I'm like, oh, I have to have some correlation. So mm. let's do it when Ignorant Art comes out. I really do. I I feel bad for Iggy Azalea. I don't. No, she's I think she's now. very ignorant. She's a good model now. That's it's okay. Don't I was actually talking about that the other day. Like, stick to what you know. You're a very pretty girl. Facts. Um, but yeah, I did jib jabble. Um, so I, when I was about to. Do um I was looking for internships yeah, and that's in the when music interned, journalism uh, sector. Yeah, and I was really nervous because I had not enough. But luckily, my at Vibe. Um, yeah, I uh, I had not enough stuff on my resume. I just Jeez. had this blog. I mean, duh, that's your you're an intern. You're supposed to learn. You're not supposed to have anything. That's true, but I had literally nothing. That's what you're supposed to have. Whatever, not literally dog. nothing. That, so, <laughs> like, I don't get that with people. So I did that, um, and th- I went in for that interview, mm-hmm. and they literally I was on the train coming back home, and that's I fire. got an email, and they're like, "Hey, we want you." I'm like, that's "Okay, fire. I'll be in on Tuesday." And here we are today. Yeah, summer of 2015. That was summer of 2015, September 12th. 
Did you find that in my tweets? Not September 12th. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely 2015. Yeah. That was actually on my uh, list of, you know. How, so how, how are you finding this information? Uh, internet. Um, oh, my so, God. I need to start, like, keeping, like, a footprint. Like, an yeah, internet should, footprint. I'm really should, concerned. You should. So. Um, <laughs> What's on the net? You went to Ryder, Ryder University. I did. This is like, you know, there are always, there's there are levels uh, in your life where things affect your future. Mm-hmm. Your childhood always, your childhood, you know, is the beginning. It's the foundation oh, yeah. of your adulthood. Mm-hmm. You went to middle school, you know, you you tasted the the racist yes. aroma. Yeah. Mm. Right? You smell that? Right, it right, smells right. like racism up in here. And you, <laughs> <laughs> you smell it? And then you got to high school. That's when you were just learning about yourself and oh, empowering yeah. yourself and stuff. So when you went to Ryder University, what was that stage of your life called? Oh, geez. Um, maybe I think the stage when I went to college, that was like... In a Beyonce song, go. Oh, God. Start over. I feel like with, with college, you know, I feel like I was especially freshman year. I feel like I wasn't being my full self. I was concealing a part of who I actually was. Yeah, right? I was just so nervous because I had never been away from home like that. And where's Ryder University? It's in Trenton. So you, so it's, that's literally like a couple of exits away. Mm -hmm. And you were just nervous? I was really nervous. I wasn't sheltered by any means at all. You just never been out. But I was just like, I've never been out. So I'm just like, oh boy, like now I'm on my own and I have to remake friends and do this and do that. In freshman year, I was, like, concealing parts of myself. Like, I was like, oh, I know I'm a good writer, but I'll just, like, not be on the newspaper yet. Mm. I know I'm a good dancer, but I won't try out for the dance team yet. Why is that? What's wrong? I don't know. I think I was just really, really anxious, and I was just trying to be like, I don't know if I'll, I'll, not only if I will like it, but if people will like me. I don't know. I was always so concerned about what other Mm. people thought about me in high school and college, like the first year of college. When it came to the second year, I was like, oh no, we're going to turn this around because (laughs) um, I need things to get better. So I joined the newspaper. I worked at the TV studio. um, I did the dance ensemble and I choreographed and I met so many different fun people and people who had interests in the same things that I did. And there were a couple of people that I was friends with freshman year. They had either had to withdraw because our school was expensive and mm. they couldn't pay for it. Or they just transferred. And I'm like, wow, now I can really start over. And like, I met new friends and I had a boyfriend. So and you had your first boyfriend in college. Yes, that was my first serious boyfriend. How was that relationship? And how, wait, how long did it last and how was that relationship? It lasted for four years. Oh, damn, that's a marriage. It very well could have been two. Um, did he? Oh, sorry, no. Go ahead. He you just think. sorry. I want to know the gritty. I just don't. I personally don't like to um, baby people, and I don't like. I don't do one sided things. Mm. And around year two, it started to be very one sided, and it started to be me like trying to carry him to the finish line. Like you've got this. Like trying to be motivational, but you was better than him. But there's yeah. a certain, <laughs> that voice is yes. There's a certain there's a certain part of you that's like I I I'm doing everything that I possibly can to help you, mm. and if you're not going to take that, and you're not going to be happy regardless, then my work here is done. So he was a bum, and he I was poor. A bum. I wish him the best. He, you know what? No, I'm not saying financially poor. He was spiritually poor. 
I suppose you can say that. Yeah, he was a poor guy. He was poor. A poor bum. And then there's more, but I don't want to get into he, that just He now. cheated. I don't, I don't want to get yeah, into anything it's on It's all right. That. So, like, how do you recover from, how did you recover from that relationship? Because that's four years of your life now. And I know, you know, at first he's like, I wasted four years. But I know for you, I know a fact, you you know, realized that was it was a lesson, correct? It sure was a lesson. They say that you have three loves in your life. I forget the the order, so I'm gonna look it up right now. But you <laughs> are hilarious. That is the three big ones, and three, I got that from a Bronx three Tale. Loves. That, yeah, when you when you, you always have go. three three of the big ones, the great ones. They say we have three loves in our life. This is from the Odyssey. Okay. So, I don't know if I can really trust it because it was just some random person who wrote. She it. said the Odyssey. Sorry, our first love is said to happen while we're young, high mm-hmm. school type love. Mm-hmm. Actually, yes, because I had. Someone who I had a crush on for a very long time, and he took my friend instead. That that wasn't that wasn't that one. No, sure it wasn't. Our second yeah. love is said to be our hard love. That's true, because it took me like a year and some change to get over this kid. The four year hump. Yes, that that's not bad. Really that's good. not bad. So like I was just like I was very very upset though and depressed because I was like I did everything I could and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did what I could. Very detrimental to your mental health. It sure was. Oh, my God. 2017 was a wreck. I was a wreck. Wait, girl, that's last year. Yeah, it happened last May we broke up. Wait. I was together from 2013 to 2017. You held it down for real, for real. I did my best. Didn't we meet, like, last year? We met. We did meet last year. November 2017. Was it November? It probably was. Either November or October. Wow, you really held it down. Yeah, I really, I try. I honestly, I tried my best, and but you know what? It's it is what it is. Yeah, it is and, what it is. Um, I had, I had a, it, it was a lot of lessons, and we did have some good times. But now I'm dating again. Oh, so you're dating someone currently? Ah, uh, in this I, climate? In this in Trump's America? <laughs> <laughs> Right? And they said the third love is the one you don't see coming. I don't... That is very true. So we'll just... We'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, I'm just dating. I'm having fun. And yeah. You know what? It's funny how I've only... Well, the hard love came. Like, I had hard loves, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, when I love... Oh, you better be fucking ready. Honestly, I feel like I love very, very hard. So then when people don't reciprocate, this is not only just like in a romantic sense. I love my friends yeah, way more that's than they what love I love me. Would, yes. <laughs> I will, you, we will literally do anything for our friends. I, w- I love my friends. So once you like. Lo- there's, Chris uh, Jenner made a song called I Love My Friends in like the 80s. Yeah. And I think about that all the time because I'm like, I love my friends so much. And I, I love very hard. I love very deeply. So when I don't get that same sort of love or that same sort of reciprocation when it comes to love, not just love, but like admiration, affection, mm-hmm. all effort, that, all, that. all that jazz. I'm like, what on earth am I doing with all these people? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So this new guy or woman. Oh, my God. Um, listen, just, I'm, it's, I'm tw- just, it's 2018. You got you to gotta put both. So this new guy or girl. This, uh, like, you know, how are they at the moment? How are y'all at the moment? Excuse me. We cool. And how are, how is, how is that person at the moment? Because it's a difference between. I mean, I, there's no like, I don't know. I just, we're just dating. Like we go, we hang out sometimes we talk on the phone. 
And that's all I'm gonna say. I give. I'm very, very. Uh, I can get very messy. I hate drama. But I don't <laughs> no, actually, I love drama, <laughs> but I can get, definitely get very messy. I'm just dating and I'm having fun and meeting new people. So you're dating other people as well? No. So you can only date one person at a time? Me? Yeah, because it gets really messy, I feel. Mm. Like, if, and for me, like I said, I'm very picky. So my interest isn't held very easily with people who don't know how to hold it. So, like, say I, I was on Bumble. So you're talking to all these people at once. What's Bumble? Bumble's when the girl can talk to the guy and initiate conversation first. I gotta download that app. Go ahead. But um, say like you. Open is it good? Like, do you get hit up? Like, do you, like you know? Trying well, to you have to like, like still is, swipe is it, left and right. Is it and stuff. is it a I'm trying to find love app or is it what's good? It's with not the, Tinder. So you might find a relationship on. There. Uh, do you want a relationship? You know what? I can finesse it. Keep going. <laughs> Go so, on. So yeah, you swipe left, swipe right, and then you get to initiate the conversation. Okay. So um, so I've been talking to people. And sometimes they wouldn't hit me back in a, for like a while. And then when they did hit me back, they'd be like, hey. I'm like, I can't. No. Yeah, no. No, no. I am 25 years old. And that's weird to say because it just happened yesterday. But it's like, <sighs> I'm 25 years old. Like well, it's old. A, Relax. It just sounds gross. Because I'm like not used to this. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, 25 is so old. Now I'm 25. Oh, I'm like, no, nope, that's not very old. But anyway, I'm 25 years old. And I don't have time for, hey, what's up? What's up? Sup? Like no. If you don't know how to hold a conversation, I no, do not want right. to talk to she you. Right. She is right. And I she and right. men don't know how to hold conversations. So I'm just like, this is why I constantly delete the Bumble app because I'm just like, I just cannot. I need a break from just the immaturity. I need someone mature. Um, I need someone who knows how to hold conversations. Okay. Well, we gonna and it seems in. like they're interested in holding a conversation. Right, well, we, well, I'm gonna let y'all know how Bumble is when uh, <laughs> when I get up on this thing here right now. Bumble. So, um, you like what, what was the best time at Ryder University? Oh, maybe being on the dance team. Oh, wow. So you got back into dance. Yes. So okay, um, I joined the dance cool. ensemble, which ended up being like a mess because it was, you know, politics, government, student run government is oh, just not a, gosh. it shouldn't be a thing. It, but then I joined the dance team I and that was like you. my calling. I joined it when I was a junior. I met one of my best friends in the entire world. That is so nice. In the dance team. Shout out to JoJo. She runs the and Friends Instagram account. Oh, what up, JoJo? Hey, JoJo. What up? So yeah, um, yeah, met some of my best friends. Okay. Um, danced a lot. I was able to choreograph because I love having creative control and creative okay. freedom. And we danced at all the basketball games. We danced at the 76ers game. So you danced at a 76ers game. I did. Game. I danced at a 76ers game okay. and a Nets game. That is very well, well, a Nets game when I was like younger. I was like 13 when I did that. At a Nets game. Okay, that's weird, but okay. Fun fact, almost danced for the Nets uh, in real life. Because, I auditioned for the Brooklyn Nets in 2015. And how did you enjoy that experience? I got all the way to the end. It was very tiring. Um, it was really cool, though, because I'm like, wow, I never thought... Because I was a late bloomer when it came to dance. So when I actually like got to the end, like mm -hmm. to the part where they're just like, here's on, here's the team, and it's not you, kind of thing, <laughs> I was like, wow, like I did it. That's like, some, so many people don't do that. Yeah. So that was lit. Um, I'm sorry, I hate that word. It was awesome. Why do you hate the word lit? It's overused. Okay. I don't like mainstream I was, things. Uh, you know what? I was about to be mad, but I'm not mad at you anymore. I don't like mainstream things. But yeah, I got all the way to the end of that, and then um, it was great, but then I got home and I ate a cheeseburger. 
because I had gotten so ripped because I wanted to be like, you had to have a certain like body type. Right. So then I went home and I ate and ate and ate. And it was, oh. it was a lot of fun. But oh. yeah, almost was a Brooklynette. Okay, so... I have my notes in here just to wrap up some, you know, your love life. Oh God! Do you believe in love? Yes or no? Do I believe in love? Yes or no? Yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic. Really? Yeah. Like I feel like everything should be a Disney movie, but I know that's not how it works. Okay, so have you ever? You haven't been in love. I think I've been. I've been in love. I don't know about the person who I was with. So you have been in love, but you're not sure that if you was in love with the person that you were in love. You. I don't think the person who I was in love with was in love with me. Okay, wow, that's deep. Mm-hmm. So this um this is gonna get like you know we're gonna switch over to something very personal now. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Uh, engineer. Engineer, um, make sure you have your the tissue box ready. Oh God! No, I'm gonna keep it together. All right, let me let me, I ask you this. I know, I know what's coming too, but just go for okay, it. Okay, now it was in your life. You know, we go through deaths. Yes, you did have a death in the family. Yes, your mom had died. Yes. What age did your mom die? She was 54. I had just turned 20. It was mm-hmm. two weeks after I turned 20. Okay. So it'll be five years on the 22nd. Okay. So what did your mom, uh, how did your mom die? She had metastatic colon cancer. So basically mm-hmm. it's like starts in the colon and just spreads to all, all sorts of places. So she had it in her lungs. She had it in her stomach. She had it in Oof. something called an omentum, which is like somewhere else in the stomach. I think that mm-hmm. was the stomach part. Um, but ultimately what, what killed her was something called pleural effusions. I don't know if you've ever seen... Um, was it called The Fault in Our Stars? Yes. Oh, my God. That's Oof. what the girl had, how she had, like, the breathing yeah. tubes. But, like, she was, my mom went to the hospital once in July and then ultimately in August, like, two days. It'll be, oh, my gosh, five years ago tomorrow was, like, the last time she went to the hospital because she was there for two weeks. Um, and she had pleural effusions. So, basically, it's, like, all these gunk bubbles in your lungs that prevent you from breathing. So, she couldn't breathe without the tubes. All right, so, um, and this was, and how many siblings do you have? I have a full sister and a half brother. Okay. And you had to take care of your sister during that time? Um, yeah, my grandpa came. Shout out to Pop. My Pop was awesome. What up, Pop? Yeah, so my Pop came to, uh, kept us safe. <laughs> um, okay. Because, as I, as I said, my parents were divorced, mm-hmm. and it, divorces affect the kids most. Yeah. And my dad does know this. We all had sort of like a tumultuous path and patch in the middle. So, oh my gosh, my sister and my dad are exactly the same. So when they clash and they have little um, little tufts and tiffs and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like it goes on three. forever. It's World War Three. They just they hold grudges sometimes. So when my mom was sick, I think she's. She didn't divulge in what they talked about, my mom and my dad. But I think I think she was basically just like, You gotta you gotta be there for them. Like you can't just not you can't just like show up whenever. You gotta you gotta be there for them all the time now. Because okay. you're all they have. But my pop stayed my pop lived in North Carolina. He came up and lived with my sister in our hometown so she can finish high school in the mm. hometown without having to move. Mm. So shout out That's to Pop. Big. That's huge. So oh, I was oh, at yeah. college. Literally the day my mom passed away, I called my financial aid office and I was like, 
let's figure out how to do this because I'm not quitting school. I came too far. Time out. So I had time to out. I went through time school. Out. I, okay. this, that's like real big, big, I hope you know. So you mean to tell me, you know, you seen your mom go through the stuff, you know, like it was extremely emotional. I already know. And you had the ability, uh, the ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this affect mm-hmm. my future because this is what my, th- I'm going, I have to do what my mom would be proud Oh, of. yeah. And she prepared us for it. Wow. Literally, literally, Julius, the week before my mom passed. It, she told us on a Thursday and then she passed away on a Thursday. She told us Thursday, I think it was the 15th, if that's seven days. She's like, I'm not going to make it. So, like, my mom, my sister was, like, bawling. My sister was 16. So she's bawling, and I'm just like, we have to stay strong. Like, I was like, I obviously was crying, too, but I was just like, we're going to be okay. Um, so the day that my mom passed, um, you could just, like, you just felt it. Mm-hmm. You just felt it. And I went into the hospital room, and she was just, like, not doing well. So I just, like, kissed her on the forehead. I'm like, I got this. That is so special. That is so beautiful. Like, it feels like a... Are you going to cry? Oh, uh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> it, fe- it, it sounds like, you know, an, an Oscar or winning oh uh, a movie. Well, this I is swear. real life. That's so, so beautiful, yeah, I went though. So, yeah, wow. I went in the room. I kissed her forehead. I'm like, I'm, I, I've got this. I'm going to be okay. We're going to be okay. My sister didn't want to go in there. I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. Um, so then maybe like 10 minutes later, she passed. It started pouring rain. I'm just like, oh, You're she made lying. it. You're lying. I'm dead ass. It started pouring rain. It was me, two of my uncles. That's my, my uh, wow. Just one uncle wow. was there. My mom's, one of my mom's best friends who actually lived down the street from us in our hometown. I almost said the name. I don't want to get blown my cover. Damn it. She was there. Um, literally, oh, and at the time, this is the nicest thing anyone ever did for me. The boyfriend that I was with mm-hmm. for the four years. He lived in South Jersey. He drove up. He just got back from like vacation with his family, and he drove up just to be with me and my family when my mom passed. I mean, you're supposed to do that. That's like the nicest thing though. Ever, anyone's ever done for me. Really? Straight up. I would have came. To, I would have came was, from like, Brooklyn. That was like selfless as hell. I would have came from Brooklyn. But he lived. It was different. But like, I thought it was really. <laughs> That's cool. a beautiful death. That's like a that real beautiful, be a beautiful death. death. No, that Jumping like just can could you just imagine like you know just yeah the range just the, came the rain, it was the rain wild. just coming. I'm like, well, like, I really guess really she made it really because she just gave them hell up there wow. as soon as it happened. So yeah, I, like we were going through all her stuff. Like she she had told us where all like her will was, mm-hmm. where all this stuff was. Um, she told us exactly what she wanted. We went to the funeral home later that day. Um, and I called my financial aid advisor and I was like, listen, my mom died like an hour ago <laughs> and I want to go to school. I'm doing this by myself and I need your help. <sighs> so now that I know how to deal with going to school by myself, I'm helping my sister. Okay. So I kept all the paperwork. I'm helping her with all that stuff. It is a wang dang doodle, mm. but I know how to help her. You literally had to become a woman. like you. Oh yeah, I just turned <laughs> 20. I'm just like, well... Let's go. Like you, it's I, a woman time. <laughs> I don't like for a young woman. You know, just I know. Well, just a young person. Period. We grow. Mm-hmm. We become an adult. Adult. Like you know, probably now. Maybe yeah, now. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say maybe now. But like at that moment right there, you really have to like be an adult. Adult, and you made the adult decisions mm-hmm. even as like a young. You know, it was very very scary at amazing. first, but I was like, I did it. So when people. 
have like questions about houses and mm-hmm. health insurance and money and stuff, I'm always there to help because I know how to do that because I've been doing it since I was 20. <laughs> how did you heal after the death? Ooh, uh, the first month I was a wreck. I cried every day in my bathroom at school, but um, I went, I didn't go out, out, like mm-hmm. part, like, I'm going to drink the pain away. That's not, I've never been that kind of girl. Never. Okay. I don't even really drink like that. Like, I'm so, a casual drinker. Well, don't hang out with me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, I just, I think dance helped me a lot. I think writing helped me a lot. I think being surrounded by friends helped me a lot. There, it's, you know, I went dance home, is a reoccurring. It's, it's so therapeutic. Dance it's is a reoccurring so therapeutic. Um, I went home a lot. I went to visit my sister a lot. Hang okay. out with my pop. Make sure that they're okay. Because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, could you imagine the culture clash? Being a 70-something-year-old Jamaican man trying to take care of a 16-year-old in 2013. That's... Do you know how rough that probably was on him? So shout out to Pop. He's just the best. Okay. So, yeah, that's wow. how I healed. Just trying to make sure that I was okay mentally and emotionally. Making sure my sister was good. And everyone who helped us during that time, like, thank you. I don't know who listens to this show who helped us, but, like, you're the best. And that was really, really awesome. And thank you for all the pasta that you gave us. Because people kept giving us food, like, trays of food. We didn't cook for, like, months. We had a giant, like, space, like a storage freezer. We just kept putting all the food in there. So was it, it, like, from the Italians? We had so much. Oh, my town is full of Italians. So we had a lot of pastas. But then we had a but, lot of black friends who did give us lots of You know what? I'm not even going to. I can't slander it because. Pasta never goes bad. Listen, I will not slander. <laughs> if, if you're an Italian and if you're a racist, I want your food. Because <laughs> you know they put ju- their foot in it. Yes. They, you but, know. Oh, I just hate these blackers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, that's the uh, you know that's the g-rated version yes you, they put it right in it yeah, oh my god but yeah everyone was so helpful that's i have beautiful. so many family members now that's beautiful. like because of that i was like I like that i like that it was awesome. okay wow okay so that's like the part i was like really nervous about because... no no like i feel like i've gotten to the point now where i'm like fine to talk about it mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt me as much if you had talked about it like it'd be five years the 22nd so i'm sure like the twenty second, I'll probably not not be able to talk about. Okay, that. I'll probably like when's the twenty second. The twenty second is. Oh, it's a Wednesday. A okay. Wednesday. Maybe I'll like not go into the office that day and just work from home. Yeah, do that. <laughs> I went out to get lunch with my godmother last time, so I'll probably do that again. See if she's available. Okay, a lot of people. Uh, what's your outlook on death? On death. Yes. Um, I think it's. I mean, it's meant to be. We have no choice but to okay. die. Um, it doesn't scare me as much as it used to. Okay. Um, cause like I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I lived it. It's definitely not as scary as I think people let, I, when it's someone very, very close to you, um, obviously it's scary, but now I know how to deal with it Okay. and I know how to help others. Um, one of my cousins passed away from lupus and that hurt, that hurt a lot cause she was so young. But I was able to help my uncle get through it because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's your daughter. Like, you lost your sister. You lost your daughter. You lost your mom a couple years bef- before my grandma died from uh, really bad diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was able to, like, just be there and console. I'm really good at consoling people and I'm really good at being, um, 
both sympathetic and empathetic when it comes to certain situations. Okay. And I know how to help people through those bad things. So, like, God forbid, whenever, like, my friend's parents die, I'll know how to help them cope with certain things. I don't think... Um, I don't think anyone... No one's ever ready for it, but there's different preparations you can take to make sure you can deal with it in a healthy way. I hope no, I hope nobody around me or connected to me uh, dies. Knock on wood. Or, n- n- no, I really hope, because, like, I'm, I'm really... You're bad with death? Oh, I'm beautiful with death. Like, what? I'm a rock star. I'm like the... I'm the death god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just death. Yeah. I don't know why you died, but yeah. Remember the dab? That died. I How hope, did you cope with I, the death of the dab? I love the death of the dab. <laughs> and I hope the death of uh, a lot of things start. The death of R. Kelly definitely needs oh, to Oh, that needs to go. We need that death, the death of R. very Kelly quickly, immediately. Oh, that's going to be the best death. But, yeah, I hope not. Like, the way I handle death is, oh, you died? Oh, boom, you had a good life. Oh, yeah. What's next? What's for uh, dinner? I feel like... I know, I'm cold. I'm not very... I'm not religious in any way, but I think that... I think that... Oh, you're an atheist. Oh, I'm not an atheist. I think I'm more agnostic. Um, dumb it down for a dumb person. Agnostic is like you you feel like there's something going on, but you're not entirely sure and you uh, don't practice anything. Okay. Okay. So that's like I'm I think I'm more spiritual than anything. Like I definitely believe in spirits okay. and stuff. I believe in um I believe in I don't believe in reincarnation. I think that's kind no. of ridiculous. Hmm. I'm I'm sorry. I think it's I believe but I believe but I do maybe I kind of do believe in reincarnation. Not as like like I don't know, maybe a little bit aspects of certain things, but I think I'm more spiritual than anything. I do feel certain things, and I totally do think that astrology is a real thing too. Okay, actually, I, I believe in astrology uh, with the signs. I believe. Oh yeah. Now I used to be like, eh, I'm just an animal, or mm-hmm. I'm a scorpion. Eh, I was just that. But it makes so much it, sense nah, really when you think about sense. it. You're like, wow, especially when you get into like the moon signs. And the rising signs, that's like, yeah. whoa, you yeah. are, that is you, for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I, I actually learned more about myself when um, I started believing in it. I'm a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm very, I'm a male Scorpio. So I have emotions like, relax. <laughs> I'm a male Scorpio, so I have uh, emotions like a woman. And that's something I, I just have to live with for, for my entire life. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. So you are a Virgo. No, Leo. Leo, you're a Leo. Arr! So what is a Leo? We let's do the positive traits first, because there's a lot of negativity that comes with being Leo. Oh damn! I know it's more stereotypical, but Leos Ooh, are right confident. They are. You are, are very confident. Very um, prideful. I am very prideful. Mm. Um, we 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 thrive on being the center of attention really i think i'm a little bit more like under the scenes kind of leo because like they're i have a theory that july leos have no self-awareness so they're like the most leo leos you'll ever see like they're just like braggarts (laughs) they brag all the time and they don't know that they're being cocky and they don't know how they come off to others so they're gonna be the stereotypical leo traits and think that that's just fine and that's not how it works. You have to possess self-awareness in this world. Right. And I don't think July Leos possess that. You don't think July Leos... Possess okay. any self-awareness. Okay. So the August Leos are really where it's at. All right. Shout out to all my August Leos. 
But yeah, um, but the negative traits of being a Leo, uh, the stereotypically negative traits, Mm -hmm. we are big-headed, we're full of ourselves, Mm. we think we're better than everybody else, Mm. we're boastful. Mm. But I think because of my Pisces moon, I'm able to tone that down because I'm very emotional. Well, listeners, um, (laughs) well, listeners or whoever... uh, Whoever's listening. Whoever's listening, this is... Some tea on dating a Leo. Oh, geez. Here we go. So, this is from Mystic X Lipstick. Danielle, I love you so much, so I gotta you know, put it out X there. Lipstick. So, Leo, they say Leos are probably, Leos probably love themselves more than anyone else could. There's, an, there's a level of delusion that goes... <laughs> That goes until <laughs> goes into their self-image. Leo is always redeveloping their persona. They're obsessed with how they present themselves to the public. I, I sadly think that's true, though. Leos care about where you're coming from and your concerns. As long as they feel you're letting them be who they are. And once you're not, once you're not, you're gone. Oh, my goodness. Leo gives in hopes to getting something they need. More attention, more love, more... More life. Feeling important. That's probably why, though, why I put so much effort into all my friends and my relationships and they don't get it back because I'm a Leo. Leo, Leo... <laughs> Where's the love? Leo woman are super dramatic in love and weird. Oh, yep. Extra as fuck. That is me. <laughs> I am like the epitome of extra. Always have been. Always will be. That's fine. I've accepted that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's they fine. A- they attract partners that treat them like shit. Yep. Th- yep. Like they can't get away from it. Yep. It always starts the same way too. They'll meet this great guy who's all funny and boom. Here comes the neglect and arguing. Wow, yes. Leo woman picked <laughs> these men who seem easygoing and the script gets flipped. Woo. Leo women are great to the people they love, but they take way too much because of it. Leo women really try to fight through shit for victory. Seriously? I don't I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Wow. So Leo, wow, that's crazy. This is a read. It I'm is. like feeling very Leo women often get stuck sucked in by guys who are little sexually alluring and who boost her head up. Oh my goodness. Leo woman basically needs someone she can't talk walk all over then then she'll fall in love. She needs a challenge because she has to prove she's the baddest. Oh my god, I feel like that's true though. <laughs> Leo, Leo women really get trapped by their ego. Once they learn they can serve their ego the best, they won't need someone else to boost them. You know what I think it is? I think someone just needs to match my BDE. Okay. That's big dick energy. Oh yeah. I have okay. a horse cock energy. Like, <laughs> massive. Julius, like you, that. And it's like true. That. Horse and I need cock. someone who also has BDE. Yeah, wow, horse cock energy. Horse I like cock. that. HCE. Leo, wow, they, damn. Le, they said Leo men aren't all bad. That's true. Just don't you don't even have to read that because we do know. Wow, this is a Leo woman. I've yes. learned a lot about you. I love. I like Leos. We're the best. I'm y'all sorry. aren't bad. Y'all, y'all not bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess y'all you are right. So we we've discussed the past. Yes. We've discussed some some you know future stuff as well. Yeah. So in your in your life right now, what is the Beyonce song that you can title us? 
my present life Beyonce song would be School in Life. Because I think although I had a rough, you know, past Mm -hmm. and I've gone through a lot of shit, Mm -hmm. I think that I am coming out on the other side pretty strong. I'm doing really, really cool things. I'm doing everything that I wished I ever wanted, like everything I ever wanted to do. And I think that that's basically like a kick in the face to whoever was trying to throw me curveballs in this life. Okay. But I did it. So, ha, this is school in life. Who needs a degree when you're school in life? Who needs a degree when you're school in life? And that is that. Mic drop. Okay. So, wow. I just can't believe, like, we are here and I I'm, I did this. I'm so happy that you're here, Julius. I didn't. I just did not. <laughs> I just did not. I, wow. Thank you so much for this opportunity because I couldn't. Like, I'm doing this right here, right now. Like, I'm yeah. interviewing you. Do you know how, like, prestigious you are? No, I don't, actually. I just, That's so sad. I'm just me. So, uh, it's the last 30 minutes. Here we go. My favorite part. Unpopular opinions. Bah, bah, opinions, bah. opinions. Here we go. So, we just want to give some hot takes or some unpopular opinions. All right. You want to go first? Uh, an unpopular opinion? Yes. All right. So an unpopular my unpopular opinion is um just learn to let go of people and things and objects and just everything. Like you just must have to learn to let go. If you lose something, you can get it back. That's, That's a it. good idea. Like cuz some people are really they really hold on to a lot of stuff. They do. And I'm at, you know, I like I like tell people, "Listen, get over that person. Let it go." Like it's it's really okay. See, I feel like I needed to learn that really early on. I always hold on to friendships and I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, they'll be better. They'll change. It's okay. You won't be friends forever. And uh, some some friendships come with expiration dates and that's okay. I, all friendships turn, all friendships have expiration dates because they're expiration. Either it's a year from now, either five, ten. <gasps> Do you it watch Black matter. Mirror? Oh, of course. Oh, you know that episode where they had... I love that episode. That's like the best episode this past season. It and it reminds me of this conversation right now. I'm like, I just want to know like when the expiration date for some friendships are. I don't know. I mean, in in like, in like in totality, it's going to be death. Oh, you yeah. Know? But all friendships really don't last that long. That's true. And it's, I mean, and it's I, a blessing when you do have friends that have been around for so long. Like some of my best friends I've known since elementary school and we're still good friends and some people are like oh yeah i don't talk to anyone from elementary school or high school i'm like really my best friends my best best friend in the whole world is we've known each other since we were in diapers and we just always keep finding our way back to each other we just always been friends so your unpopular opinion my unpopular opinion is that we need to abolish all singing television shows no more all singing competition shows no the four no american idol no the voice we're done we can't do it they only focus on the judges they don't focus on the contestants and that's why the contestants don't do shit when they win you know who was the last american idol winner that did something I want to know. I don't know, but I am. I'm. I hated Ruben started winning. <gasps> did you really the Velvet I Teddy Bear? I loved me some Ruben Stutter. Velvet Stuttered. Teddy Bear. I was so happy he won because I did not want Clay Aiken to win because I thought it was a given. First off, <laughs> I he thought said he had he it in so, the he bag. Was sorry for 2004. Sorry for. I and, had Ruben Stutter CD. Oh, and, and fun it fact. wasn't even the year 2004. Fun fact. 
I had a signed Ruben Suttered laminated photo. Throw it in the garbage because Oh, I don't think I have it anymore, but good. I had it and it was plastered on my door. That, I loved me that will go for so ten dollars on eBay. It's gone now, it's going for pennies. Not even exactly. dust. But nah, I, no, I, I definitely agree on the singing competitions. Let me find out. Okay. Singing competitions are just freaking is everything's the same. Literally it everything is. And is they really the same. I feel like ever since you know, American Idol was the only one that did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And as soon yeah. as Simon left and they started to put all these non-singing musicians as the judges and they don't know how to judge talent, they just started focusing so much energy on the actual judges and not the contestants. And I think that was... It was popularity. That was a, it was a disservice. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but what is Jennifer Lopez going to tell you about singing? Actually, she can't sing. Uh, she Where? She dance. Um, she cannot. She looks sing. good. She looks good, and that's she's it. pretty, and that's yeah. the only reason they bought her. On I'm that still, show. I'm still Jenny from the Bronx. The Bronx. No, like I don't. We don't. Jennifer Lopez cannot tell you anything about singing. Nah, but, but she Simon can. Cowell can spot talent from a mile away. Yeah, I, I do. I do respect him. And I miss him. As soon as they they bought Ellen DeGeneres on, I knew that American Idol's goose was cooked. Because like, what is Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres gonna do? Ellen DeGeneres was a judge on American Idol. Nah, hell no. Yes, she was. That's horrible. Yes, she I was. I love Ellen, but that's horrible. Let's see. These are the winners of The Voice. And I've never heard of any of them except for Cassidy Pope because never she heard of her. was a singer before she won the competition. Oh, see. All the weird. rest of them, I have no idea who that's they weird. are. That's weird. Then who, the four is only two competitions in. The oh, American Idol winners. We're going to see the American Idol winners. Okay. I'm fan, shout out to Fantasia. When I see you. What, when I see what was that song that she had? I never got over you. Truth is. Oh, my God. A bop. Yo, Gucci. You know Gucci may hit that, right? When she, that's when she couldn't uh, read. She still can't read. Listen. I saw a tweet once. Shout out to Kid Fury who wrote this because it still makes me laugh Boy. and it was years ago. <laughs> it said like, I'm just as confused over as uh, of something. He's like, I'm just as confused as Fantasia over Alphabet Soup. Uh, and I uh, died. Uh, but here's who won American Idol. Ooh. Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Ruben Suttered, David Cook, who is in Kinky Boots. David so that's Cook. how good he's doing. Right. Fantasia Barino. Chris Allen, who played at Chris Mom- Allen, who played at Monmouth University in 2012. Okay, so that's random how fun good facts. He's doing random fun fact. Philip Phillips, who did that Olympic song. Um, nope, not me. Hold on, nope, it'll all be nope. clear. You don't remember that? No, no. Okay. I don't Jordan want Sparks, to. who just had a baby. Jordan Sparks, and she was with um Sage the Gemini and Jason Derulo. That is just so horrible. Jason Derulo and Sage the Gemini with red nose. Yeah, that was so like weird. Like a red nose. Like, that like, was like, so like weird. That's a weird combo. But not Taylor Jay- Hicks. Taylor Hicks, I actually know of. And the rest did not do anything. Candace Glover, Lita Wise, Caleb Johnson, Trent Harmon. Yeah, I don't know them. But yeah, Scotty McCreary. That's a country singer. I know him. Yeah, let's uh, ban all. Like no more singing shows. They don't. They don't amplify the voices that wish to be heard mm-hmm. because they're trying to get viewers because of the judges. Like. Uh, the four has uh, what's his face, DJ Khaled and Diddy, and Megan. Like what? No, no, no. And then the new American Idol has Katy Perry, and I'm sorry, Katy Perry is another one who cannot tell you anything about singing. 
Okay, hold on now. Just, just let, let's think. Katy Perry. Let's think. Just, let's because she it has over. all those like twelve-year-old fans who will watch it because it's Katy Perry. Let's think this over. No. She gave us fireworks. But she was scream singing. She gave Baby us fireworks. Baby, you're fire! Like no, 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 that no. Was fire. She wasn't singing. She was screaming. You, okay, now you're coming off. The as only a person who can judge that competition is Lionel Richie. And you know he's only doing that because right, he right, is right, right, right. a paycheck. He needs yeah. a paycheck, I suppose. I don't know nah, why. He don't he's Lionel pay- Richie. He, trust me. He, he don't sure need doesn't a need a paycheck. I don't know he why he's doing this. You know his daughter's like dating um, who? Scott Disick. Who? Nicole? No, Sophia. Oh, wow. Right? Okay, Can you that's believe? so weird. That's it's so weird. really disheartening. But yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. No more singing shows. Let's nope. stop it. I have another, Nip it in the bud. I have another unpopular opinion. Oh, you do? Yes. Uh, my unpopular opinion is there's no such thing as hood. <laughs> no, there's there's no such thing as hood in uh, there's no such thing as ghetto. How do you, why do you say that? Okay. When, remember when do-rags, like this whole do-rag fade is really, really old. As mm-hmm. fuck. Remember when you used to see dudes and do-rags like out on the street and, and your mama would say, your mama and them would say, ill ghetto or ill mm-hmm. put... Now everybody it's like has in a do- style because it supports the waves and right. What the like waves why and is and then it used to be looked at as ghetto or hood. Now mm-hmm. I'm seeing these uh these white boys, little white boys wearing do rags and stuff like that. When um they use um when they put braids, you know, like like the woman black women wear mm-hmm. braids. Now white women want braids. And they call right. them Bo and Derek braids. Exactly. Oh, right. And now, and at first it was looked at as a, a ghetto. Now ghetto until proven right? fashionable. Uh, when they had, they have the 40 ounce paper bags, you know, you used to hide mm-hmm. the paper. Mm-hmm. Why is there a bar that serves 40 ounce paper bags? And they have 40 ounce water bottles now. Like, Oof. nothing's hood, nothing's ghetto. Yep. It's hood, or in, it's hood and ghetto only until because. It's, it's it's on a certain person. Like that's so freaking ghetto black. until proven fashion. Yeah, so that's my unpopular opinion. Nothing's hood or ghetto. It's just black. You it's just right? too black for Ooh, you. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I saw on uh I saw on uh, my timeline that uh it was um uh some girl said oh uh, you know what drug dealer made this lunch and it was just like you know like plastic bags in it I'm like dang hood. That's creative, mm-hmm. stupid. Absolutely. That's and there's why. like I've seen a lot of things. It was like, um, oh, you know, you're a ghetto because like you have like a a bag full of plastic bags or something. I'm like, no, that, no, it's just because no. you need garbage. I use that for garbage cans. <laughs> you need garbage bags, right? Thank and you. you never know when you need a plastic bag. So that's definitely my. Woo, child, the ghetto. Woo, child, the ghetto. Shout out to Nene. She said that a white fridge was ghetto, and I'm like, well, guess I'm ghetto then because I had a white fridge all my life. So fridges are white for a reason, right? Yeah. Like we can't all get stainless steel fridges. Exactly. You're not supposed to. No, actually, stainless steel and so many fingerprints. Yeah, you got to look at the colors. Like when, like when you see red, that means you are tentative to it. When you see green, that means you're like comfortable because you want to learn. So like stainless steel, uh, like it doesn't make you want to eat that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like a white refrigerator, it it it, it sometimes makes you want to uh, eat more. I know it makes you want to eat more than stainless steel. That's a very interesting fact. Yeah, like when you see different colors, it makes you want to react to something. It's like that's why when that's why the uh, stoplights are green, uh, green, yellow, and and red. Mm-hmm. Green is like bright, 
So, you know, you're going to go and it's, it's like just smart. Green is a smart color. Yellow is like, a, okay, let me tone it down. Tone it down. Let me like get mellow. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like a summer color. <laughs> but red, it makes it. red makes you want to react. That's why red, red is such an angry color. Yeah. I feel yeah. like red gets a bad word. And when you mix red and, like, not mix it together, but when you have red and blue together, Purple. and it makes you want to, like, it, it, it's just something that makes you want to just do something. That's why, <laughs> no, that's why a lot of advertisements, like, most advertisements are either black, black, white, or, or blue. But blue is a very common color. Yeah, blue, blue is an extremely uh, very common color. I love the color blue. Yeah. So that's definitely my uh, unpopular opinion. Nice. I love it. Are we ready for some closing remarks? Yeah, we're ready for the closing remarks. All this right. was fun. So It felt good to not research any. Instead of tweeting, Donald Trump should... Oof. Oh, didn't he? He should go to jail because didn't, <laughs> didn't he just say like, oh, I had the, we had the meeting to get dirt on Hillary Clinton. But it's like, wasn't a big deal. But that's no, no, totally no, no. a big deal. Listen, Donald that's treasonous. Tr- Donald Trump is uh, the the new John Gotti. <gasps> yes. He's he's really untouchable. It's so sad, though, because like what everything he's doing is like really, really bad. Not like it, no. really, really. Bad. I mean, it's extremely bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but. Like he's not gonna get in trouble though. What you got? Well, some what people have to understand is a lot of presidents before Lincoln had slaves. Oh yeah. So you know what he's doing is horrible, but it's not like it's not. It's kind of not the worst. It's kind of not the worst. Like he didn't have slaves. Like, but he also talks really badly about like people of other races all the time. And, like, it's not even a coincidence anymore. Hate speech. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I love playing devil's advocate with Trump. I suppose Trump. that's... I, yes. I, I still don't I mean, know. I'd rather hate speech than you whip me uh, with a, a whip. So I'm just saying. I mean, I suppose. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, yeah, I think instead of tweeting, he can go, definitely go to jail. And I think uh, instead of tweeting, he should be having sex with his wife. Do they even, like, hold hands? Not even. I don't know, but I will knock Melania's boots right off. Oh, my. Yes. I will smoke her. Did boots. you see her trying the garden? It was embarrassing. Nah, I'll pass. She's like She's just, good to look at. She just can't do anything. That's it. She's just so worthless. She's good to look at. That's Is she? It. Yes. She's nah, she can she can dress. She dressed better than her husband. Uh, but she doesn't dress for the occasion. <laughs> Yo, what was <laughs> the coat? What was the uh it was a coat, uh, right? I really don't care, do you or something? Nah, that was horrible. She's such an idiot. I that just can't horrible. defend her sort her sort of behavior anymore. Nah, it was horrible. So Yay! Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh that's all for and friends with Janae and Janae. No! J- J- God damn. <laughs> I know the first time. Because the looked. first time that's what, no, it was the first time we met and I thought you said your name was that. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Jana. 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 Jana with a J. Yeah. Jaina. Jaina. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> and friends with Jaina Jefferson. Ow! You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at J dash. J-N-A Jefferson. Oh, I'm about to say, girl. And then girl. follow me on Twitter at J-N-A Jefferson as well. Instagram, and don't forget to follow the, the Instagram <laughs> is in Friends so Podcast. Much, so and I recall. don't forget to subscribe to the iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play. You can stay up to date. With new episodes. When they become available. If you'd like to be a guest host on any show, 
Hit me up at andfriendsguest at gmail.com and we'll keep in touch. Extreme thanks, thanks to, to my guest host, Jaina Jefferson, <laughs> for being perfect. Jaina, do you have anything to promote? Yes. I would love to promote my Instagram page. Jaina Jefferson, follow that shit. And yeah, keep listening to the show. Thanks to Funny Julius. Thank you. I Julius was a guest you. on the show a couple episodes Wait, actually, ago. Actually, it might not be Funny Julius when you hear this because I am going through a rebranding stage, but I'm just wanting to say <gasps> that. No. Yeah, this is like maybe like the third or fourth uh, time I'm rebranding my life. Okay, Hopefully so this no is the more last funny, one. Julius. Julius. Stukes. Yes, Julius Stooks Jr. Uh, you can check out Hello White People on yes, YouTube. Yes, love it. I have a show. You can check out Regrants. Uh, you can check out um, my short film coming soon. And I'm I'm acting in uh, some stuff, a lot of stuff. But yeah, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you for this opportunity. You don't know how big this is for me. Is it really? No, it is. Because you get so nervous when you interview people. And I'm a deep person. So like I, you know, tend to hit triggers with people. You did a good job. It feels good also to be on the other side of the um, the seat and not have to do research for a week, which was good because I'm like, oh, I just got back from vacation. I'm like, this is a cute little episode, you know, having Thank it be you like so the much. birthday really, episode. Really so this was you. a lot of fun. The, the birthday, birthday episode. episode. I like that. I, like I that think I lot. might call that the birthday episode. I like that. Either that or um, Leo Twi- women suck. I don't know. <laughs> or 25 and more. 25 and more. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Signing off. Boom. Bye.